Hey, what it do with the business is? It's another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes Snapchat. Sometimes Snap. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on all your favorite social media platforms. Man, we are remote today, goddamn. Quarantine life in full effect. <laughs> People are calling it the new normal. Is <laughs> it crazy? Hope not. I'm trying Streets to figure of Atlanta out. deserted out here. I'm trying to figure out how I can cash in on this new normal. When you tell, when you find out, let me know. <laughs> Cause it don't look like nothing is withstanding but grocery stores. That's a fact. The the Waltons are eating Walmart. There was I seen an article today about how much money they was making through this. Man, they gonna eat regardless, man. Even more so now. Man, that shit crazy. <laughs> but we still gotta provide the content, man. We can't let up. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, we gotta jump in here, give you guys the hip hop news, man. But before we get into that, how you been dealing with the quarantine, man? I seen you doing some IG lives, getting that popping. What else you been what else you done had on? Man, I've been maxing and relaxing. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I don't mind the break. You uh, do that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Kind of the the pause for the cause is cool. I'm not really mad at it. Are you worried about like Stuff coming up in the future, you just like taking it day by day. What's your, no. what's your outlook on it? I am captain day by day. <laughs> uh, whatever happens, happens. Hey man, you uh, you you prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. So you have no advice for the people out there, is what you're saying? Zero. <laughs> prepare for cool. the worst and hope for the best is my advice. That's pretty sound. Pretty sound. Like you got it from one of those Marvel movies. How are you holding up by any screws? Uh, it's rough, man. I can't even lie. This is I had a my grandmother passed during this, so mm, funeral. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that real talk. No, thank you. So thank you, sir. Funeral was super weird. People didn't know whether to hug, yeah. greet each other, whole lot of corona elbow taps. Uh but yeah, you know, I got to visit Nashville. Everything was shut down, super weird up there. It was just like a weird vibe. So yeah. just dealing with it like you said, day by day. But man, hopefully we're coming around the corner on everything. Absolutely, man. It's definitely going to be greater later out here in these streets. 100%. We hit a brighten up today for the Young Deckers, man. So what we got, man? Hey, let's get it, man. On this episode, Drake reveals Young Adonis. Uh, Two Chains yeah. announces a new project with Wheezy, and we rank the IG Live battles. But first, yo boy, Takashi 69 is a free man. Kind of, sort of. He was released from jail due to the coronavirus scare and is now in home confinement for the remainder of his sentence. He has already trolled on social media once, but is now saying he won't do it anymore. What do you think is the next move for the former Treyway artist? He's still going to try to get the trolls off, as we've seen. <laughs> I did see somebody release a statement and said he won't be doing that. Maybe it was his record label or something. Uh, his lawyer, record label, somebody. Uh, man, dude is not going to be able to get this out of his system because <laughs> it worked. Like, you were talking about the podcast. You put people on it as far as our put-ons for the week. I listened to it. Yeah. Y'all go check out that Takashi 69 But just listening to it solidified things that we were saying about, hey, from the very beginning, this guy was never a gangster. He lucked up on some stuff, and now look at him. He was the number one rap star. He's not going to turn away from that. I feel like he's going to double down. He's a little smarter now, so he ain't going to do a lot of shit to get him locked up or in jail. 
but he's going to be able to play this studio gangster role 100% well. Like, he know how to get the IG popping. They they detail that very well on the podcast about, you know, he had a knack for the social media stuff. So he's going to keep doing that. Yeah. That's his lane. That's him. That's the way he's going to make money. I don't see him doing anything different or changing. What do yeah. you think? And he's going to keep doing it because there's still an audience for it. Yeah. Um, every time you, he says something, you're there for t- all of it. <laughs> you that, put that, all that, the breaking news in the group chat. They, it, it's he's still a hot topic. You know what I'm saying? Because the, we've never really seen anything like this before. So it, it's a train wreck in motion that everybody likes to watch. So he'll still continue to do that shit. I don't care what he or his lawyer or his record label says. Um, they said that he's working on two albums: one in Spanish and one in English. I don't know what that's going to do, but... The Spanish one's going to do numbers. The Spanish one is going to go nuts. Yeah, it's going to do numbers. Because that's that's an easy play. You know what I'm saying? But the, the English one, I don't, I don't know about that shit. But dude, again, you mentioned the infamous podcast, which I thought was fire. Did you finish it, though? Yeah, I finished it. I thought it was fire, though. Honestly, it's it better good. than any of his music. <laughs> hey, that's a fact. But I've never listened to really any of his music. I, I like... I like the breakdown of the story. Like you said, we pretty much sit back and seen that uh, from a mile away, but, yeah. but it being verified by Angie Martinez was cool. I ain't really like, like, the narrating wasn't great to me. And I ain't no, not that good. Angie, she she legend. I don't know, man. It sounded like she was maybe reading a book or something. It just didn't <laughs> sound like, it didn't, it didn't come off the like, yeah, I, I, it wasn't no tune in narration. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like. I don't know. I can't even think of it. It's not like an audio book right now. Yeah, like it was like off. Yeah. Now I, I thought it was good, but with, with when you hear all of that, and then you see there was a video of him, what people thought to be him was getting out of jail. He was hanging outside like a wind, a car window on the bridge in New York, screaming Treyway, and I and I'm like, dude, if this nigga did that and is already running himself hot, like this is unfucking believable. Like he had to learn something to- through this. Ordeal, dude. He learned not to do anything that way. He have to testify, go to jail again. <laughs> All that other shit, the IG shit, that was free for him. That's free money. Like he knows, like he's seen it, like all the rappers that he's threatening, the things that he's did on IG, that nothing came from that. And I'm not saying it should. I'm not saying nobody should trick themselves off the streets and try to do something to him because he's talking about him on IG. Yeah. But he's seen it. Ain't nothing gonna happen. Like, ain't nobody going to ride down on him for saying, like, if he say Chief Keith a bitch, I got his baby mama in Times Square. Like, nobody. I just don't think that, that, that it may still resonate to fans, like you said, and people that want to see it. But the rappers, it's not going to resonate with them no more. You're not going to see the IG lives of people responding to him. You're mm. not going to see people talking about he a snitch. And like, I, I just don't. It's going to fall on deaf ears amongst rappers. Wait till Takashi gets on IG live, bro. You're going to be there. Watch. Camped out. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people there. He gonna be. He gonna do Tory Lane numbers. Watch. I don't believe that. Shout out to Corey. Tory Lane's the young goat. He's shaking it right now. What else we got? He, he on top of life, man. Next, what we got here? I'm sorry. Let me pull up my list. So, pulling up my list and going to the next one on my docs. Drake, your boy. boy. Let's go. Reveals his redheaded child on social media. He drops a two-step record, Tootsie Roll. How big of a deal has your boy Aubrey made through the quarantine life? Um, first of all, is he's not redheaded. Nice try. That child was redheaded. I thought he was blonde. That was blonde hair, dude. Hold on, man. He looked just like his. He looked just like Drake Mama. Mm, it was With some dirty respect blonde. on Young Adonis, nigga. It was dirty blonde then. <laughs> um, that 
right now, short term is a big deal. Um, speaking because of, of the song, me, because of the kid, what are you considering a big deal? Speaking of the song, I'm talking about the song. I heard okay. a preview of this before it came out, and I really wasn't looking forward to it. But once I heard it and watched the video, I actually kind of like it more. I don't know if I like it, but I'm more. Or less you like it. everything Drake do, though. No, nah, no. Nah, I, I don't know if I more or less like it, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not necessarily riding around to it, but he dropped a TikTok song in the middle of a quarantine when kids are doing nothing but TikTok videos. Like, it's a smart play to get, uh, it may be some low-hanging fruit, but it's a smart play at the end of the day to keep your name hot without having to drop a project. But best believe the project is coming, though, and I can't wait. And in my opinion, it's no deal. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. of what you just said, like, it's Drake, bro. Like, he 12 years in, like, he's solidified himself as the greatest of all time. One of the best. <laughs> um, nigga got more hits than the Beatles. That's one of his favorite lines. Like, I ain't got to cheat and do the cha-cha slide, dude. <laughs> like, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, we sitting at home, we on TikTok. I just feel like the Drake don't got to take the low-hanging fruit no more. It's one of the challenges that people who are not stands like you, we hear the dope bars, we hear how talented he is as an artist but still he get to take the easy way out with stuff like this and you're saying oh he's created a stir i just want a classic album from drake 13 songs drop the heat i don't need the cha-cha slide i don't need the child pictures i just need him one time to have a project (laughs) that's gonna be like absolute fire and and lives up to his name i need that drake album first of all yeah he's already had several of those but no he has not um I see why he didn't want to reveal his child. That's number one. hundred percent. I still wouldn't have did it. Man. I these pictures must He must have thought they was going to leak or something. <laughs> like, he should have at dude. least sold them to people and got a bag man. off of it. Man, look. And the fake family photo? That ain't nothing. Yeah, that. that he ain't even like he wanted to be in the photo, dude. Yeah. Like. And then they didn't clean this little baby mama up and like, <laughs> bro, like it looks super manufactured. I, mm. I was, I wasn't feeling that at all. I was like, come on, bro, that shit look crazy. And then I see why he had to get multiple tests. He said that on Rap Radar, he had to <laughs> he get like three tests, dude. Ah, that's low Nigga, you look at the kid, dude. Like I would. Yeah, he looked like Drake. He looked just like Drake. He looked like Drake mama. With the fat jaws, yeah. Like I, well. I ain't gonna say I ain't here to say whether he should have got tested or not, but I just think that <laughs> doing, doing shit like this, Drake is way past this man. I just want him to 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 just lean into the goatness. Like he ought to be doing Beyonce shit. Like he can be real secretive and drop an album tomorrow, and it's gonna sell a couple million. Ain't nobody dropping during this quarantine. though. No, you can cancel it. Yeah, yeah, it's ain't closed though. Ain't no record companies open to push it. You got no monster to drop doing this. And people can't go tour. You can't tour your album after this. Like you, you can't do no press. There like, is one pointless to drop, drop right now. There's one person that could do this. Who? Hove. Think about it. Like Hove is all about owning your own shit, and I don't need the machine. And I started title. He could drop right now tomorrow. Yes, we're gonna listen to it. It would be a big deal. Nobody else is talking about anything else. And he Jay, he like fifty years old. This nigga gonna be touring for the next ten years anyway. He ain't even got a hit with this album. Like he can put this album out then tour a year from now on. Didn't he just drop two weeks ago and did twenty four thousand? Jay Electronica dropped that. <laughs> he would have done five thousand if it wasn't for Jay. <laughs> but I think he could drop with no expectations right now. It'd be effective. It's too close to what he just... He just said what he needed to say. He got all that shit off That's his chest. True. He did. 
I don't think <laughs> he, he got the NFL right about the Dale bar off. He been sitting that is a good months. Point. He has made a lot. He made. He got all of that off on that Jay Lick album, which is finally probably why we received it. That's a fact. Man, next up, NBA Young Boy. Yo, yo, boy. <laughs> Back in the news, uh, he was involved in a weird love triangle situation with his baby mother and Floyd Mayweather's daughter, in yeah, which yeah. Floyd's daughter allegedly stabbed his baby mama after catching them together. Now, since then, Youngboy has been beefing with incarcerated rapper Kodak Black on social media. You bought stock in Youngboy, NBA Youngboy, a couple of months back. Is it time to sell that stock? I said the NBA Youngboy would be around for the longest of the generation he's in. And I'm doubling down. I'm buying more stock. The way, like... There, there's talent in the way he was smoking that cigarette and talking about and having this little girl like just talking about her dad and she not saying like it's talent there like I don't want to see it and it's toxic as fuck but everybody online was talking about it like I seen like old hot tips you follow old women like well who is NBA young boy and who is this yaya but Floyd Mayweather name attached to it it brings another crowd in. I just think the NBA young boy, I'm not condoning any of his actions, anything that has to do with the situation, but this is keeping his name when there's not a lot of news out there popping. Like I've seen that video so many times yeah. of him addressing <laughs> everything that happened after she got out of jail for stabbing the chick with the cigarette in his hand. There have been so many memes about how NBA young boy fans listen to new music or make smoothies <laughs> with cigarettes blending in there with them. Like all of that's funny and it give him legs. And not to mention he made good music. Like people like him regardless of what you and I feel about him as older guys. The, the young guys like him as DJ Cotton says. I don't think that that makes or breaks him but it keeps him around for a long time so i'm buying that stock yeah no he's listen he's definitely popular you know what i'm saying i'm not he's probably one of the most popular if not the most popular under 25 you know what i'm saying so that's without a doubt now what happens when those kids grow up and they're not really trying to hear that shit that he's talking about no more like i don't know this do do nba young boy fans grew up with him and then he continues to make music for them like, I don't know how that works. I don't know. He turns the, into a little boosie. That's exactly ooh. what happens. He, tur- he turns into a little boosie. He, le- he learns uh, how to sell what it is that he is. Like, now he's still young. Like, we judging him. He's, I think, 25, maybe. Nah, he can't be. He got to be younger than that. I'm going to look it up. Okay, so at this stage, I think that he's still young. He don't even know how powerful or popular that he is. He's just getting off doing his thing. When he get boosie age... Like, Boosie has realized his lane and, and why he's funny and, and just leaning into it. I see the exact same thing for him. That nigga was born October 20th, 1999. That's crazy. No way. <laughs> Jesus. He's 20 years old, dude. I remember what I was doing in 99. Man, listen, I might have remember what I ate on October 20th, 1999. That's, That's how cool. close it was. So his mom has to be like, all right, it's no wonder she came out talking shit, talk about people need to leave her son alone and they don't saying? come see her if they got a problem. Like, mom, relax. Re- Ma- Listen, I don't want no smoke with Mama Youngboy, but she got to relax, though. Nah, Mama Youngboy might be about that life. 
<laughs> and that's see, that's the thing. You, you, true. You that that's a good comparison. Boost is a good comparison, but look how close we were to never for Boosie never see the light of day again. Nigga, he had to be like a murder. It got close. <laughs> it did. You right, and close. that's a good point too. It, it definitely got close. He gonna fray that line. He gonna walk that line. I feel like his whole career. I don't think that anything is gonna. Uh, he don't seem like the type to me where something gonna jump out and. and He's gonna have a revelation, and we'll see a new NBA young boy. But I do think that we have a uh, we have a culture now where it's going. What he's doing is going to appreciate over time. I don't want to see him and and Kodak Black in the same room. I don't know. I don't, even, I don't want to even imagine that. How did Kodak Black even get in this? What happened? Because because that the news jail, story came out there about getting out of jail. Oh, How about yeah, that? Yeah. He worried about the wrong shit. The news story came out that young boy was cooperating with the police. Kodak Black somehow that hit his news feed. I don't know how he's getting current <laughs> yeah. information in jail, but he's getting current information. So he has some shit to say about it. They've been going back and forth ever since. Them the last two niggas I need to see in a room because they will overdo whatever the fuck. Yeah, happens. I don't want to be there when they meet up at all. Absolutely, I don't. I don't want to see that. I, I have no desire for that to happen unless they get on the track together. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to see that at all. So next man, what we got? Man, we're talking uh, about two chains. chains. Two chains. He yes, went sir. to the IG lives and he was talking about all the IG battles, uh, which we've seen, and we're going to talk about a little bit later. But he was thinking about who he should battle, and he named a couple of people, and he landed on Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. Now, past that, he talked about releasing Two Chains and uh, Lil Wayne album Collie Grove too in mm-hmm. the same thing. Which one would you be more excited about, the Collie Grove or Meek Mill? Um, it's neither. However, <laughs> I will say that, and we'll talk about the battle in just a yeah, second. Yeah, we'll get to the battle later. Talk about the Collie Grove. But the, the Collie Grove too. You know what? Actually, so I, I listen. I forgot the first one came out. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it was some slaw, but it was forgettable. Gun to my head. If you would have asked me to name one song off of it before I revisited it just a, uh, about an hour or two ago, I would have been dead as hell. But well, you listen to that again. Yeah, I ran it back just because I couldn't remember if it was some slaw or not. And I needed to confirm that before I said it officially on the podcast. But I like what shape Wayne is right now in his rap shit. So I wouldn't mind hearing Wayne and 2 Chains right now. That'll be a nice little go ahead and drop that during the quarantine. Get you some solid production on there. 2 Chains has been in his bag for a couple of years now. Wayne, I feel like, has been back ever since that funeral project. So yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing that right now. That'll be fun to listen to. Give me 12 songs. Don't overthink it. Just make sure the production is on point and have them going back and forth. They, they have good chemistry together. I'm here for that. I am not here for another Collard Grove album. I think that these are just simple money grabs from 2 Chains because he's friends with Lil Wayne. Mm. I don't think that they have a the cohesiveness that they think that they have. I don't see it. I, the, the Duffel Bag Boy was dope, but the Collard Grove album, to me, it didn't really sound like, like, hey, me and you make good music together. Let's make an album. It sounded like more so, I know you're in this situation, Wayne. I'm kind of hot right now. I'm going to do you a favor like you did for me with Duffel Bag Boy. And that's cool as a homeboy, but I don't need y'all to pull down and do it again. Like you said, Wayne on his feet now. I don't think that he needs to do albums like this. I think that he needs to continue to get in his bag. It's growing, being an older, uh, what we call it, uh, temporary rap, contemporary rap artist. He needs to get in that bag and figure out what he needs to talk about. And I think 2 Chainz just needs to continue to stay in what he does. Like, we still waiting. Like, it, I like rapper go to the league, but 
fringe two chain fans kind of think he's took a step back with that. So I think mm. he needs to focus on continuing that pushing that brand that he's created for himself. Yeah. He's doing too much true university stuff and then I want to do this with Wayne. Like I get it as an entrepreneurial spirit that he has and trying to spread his wings, but he's a dope ass artist and I still think that he needs to lock in and do a dope ass project. I would be here Without for it if they took it seriously and locked in and did like a for real like watch the throne like a for real collab joint that should have be fired the college grove was really just two chains with wayne featured on like 80 percent of it it was like a jail electronic or jay-z shit true it wasn't no just like real like nigga we finna like let's do it what a time to be alive nigga 10 songs let's go in same studio let's lock in that might be kind of dope you know what i'm saying but if it's if it's just two chains featuring Wayne on the whole album, then maybe that's a miss. But if they locked in, what else they got to do, man? Lock into the goddamn studio. Wayne don't do nothing else anyway. Two chains say he go every day anyway. So they might as well go ahead and lock in and make a for real project. That should be hard. Drop it now. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about touring and shit. Just drop if they shit did it now. Yeah, you're right. If they did it that way, then I'm 100% here for it. But I just don't see that in those guys' future, though. Like locking in with Wayne. Nigga trying to do 50 songs in the session. <laughs> Listen, if Wayne can do 50 songs, you can't do 10 of them with chains and make a fire be able to like, do a good on, one, but I, I don't know. Like, I think he Wayne need to do a little bit more sparring. Mm. Getting back to his feet, I don't think he's back to yet. Maybe in a, after another album from each of them, we re revisit this, but just not right now. On another 2 chains note, though, his interview on T.I. Podcast was hilarious. That shit was really good. Them niggas are funny, was, dude. The, the Expeditions Podcast, y'all check that out. Y'all want to see some Atlanta, South Side versus West Side, old school, good spirit attention. It wasn't no beef or nothing, but it was just like, it was good, like you said. Nah, it was just a good interview. How they like the mutual respect that they have for each other, but also at the same time holding each other to stuff. I think that was fire. T.I. in his bag now, and we said yes. this. When he first came out, we said, do we see where it's going? What's the potential? And we said it's going to take a little minute for him to get in his hosting bag and to know when to pick his spots. But he's doing a good job at it. He's been on a roll lately. He has, he has some good guests as well. So shout out to Tip for keeping that thing rolling over there. Absolutely, man. Speaking of keep it rolling, we're going to go right to the topic, man. We're talking battles. We're about to do a battle of the battles, nigga. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you've been under a rock, the IG battles have been popping off, curated by Timberland and Swiss Beats. Um, we're going to talk the battles. We, we'll do a little ranking or whatever. What is it about these beat battles or these songwriter battles that makes it so appeasing and appealing to everybody? I think the last one hit 280,000, um, you know, watchers, mm -hmm. which is fucking nuts. Uh, what is it about the battles, in your opinion, man, that, that makes them good? People ain't got shit to do. <laughs> they don't, people don't have anything to do. And sitting at home holding your phone watching IG doesn't seem uh, just too time-consuming now because all we have is time. People binge and watching on Netflix, playing video games, or, or the what do they call it, the LLC Twitter, they're planning, plotting, and strategizing, making sure they come LLC Twitter is better. fucking hilarious. <laughs> they making sure that you're getting better each day in this quarantine and not worrying about everything that's happening in the world. Uh, with that being said, man, I feel like that it's um, it's a perfect time for this. This is a perfect storm. 
you use the two big names, Timberland and Swish, to get people looking. And you say, oh, this is dope. Another thing that I think has people tuned in is the nostalgia of the situation. Mm. Like, we're not going anywhere. People are not clubbing so much. So these songs that these people are playing are songs when we were out, songs from your childhood, college days. That's why people, I think, were so focused on the Teddy Riley and Babyface one because we knew the thunder yeah. that was going to come with those songs and like I say, the nostalgia and bringing back memories of when you played that stuff. That's why the Timberland and Swiss stuff was so good. They get the biggest responses when they play like the old Aaliyah joint. So you get yeah. that old J joint from back in the day. It's all about the nostalgia of the situation. And then some people just want to be there because everybody famous in there. So they try to be in the comments and be funny. The comments, I think, is a little... That's a slept-on feature of it. That's a fact. That, that is a big part of it, being able to interact like the old AOL chat room days. Yep. You know I'm dating myself here, but this brings that facet of it back to interacting live. Like I said on the last podcast we did in the studio together, there's something about people all linking up together and being able to comment, talk about it, like, through their phone. I think those are the major factors in it. What do you think? Yeah, that's the slept on. The, the comments are super slept on. You know what's funny? I remember a couple years ago, not too long ago, maybe a year or two, when Just Blaze and Swiss did the battle on IG Live. But they were in the same room. There was a little bit of a crowd. They was in studio. Nigga, and that shit was dope, though. So it was fire. That shit was hard. So it's kind of, it's interesting that no one thought to do it this way now until, you know, we're forced to be stuck into the crib. So, Whoever came up with that idea, whoever sparked it off, kudos to them. Um, like you said, Swiss and Timberland, they kicked it off with the first one. I don't think it was as structured as the last couple have been. You know what I'm saying? I think they were just going. They were just like, fuck it. Do we get tired, nigga, and all this type of shit? Um, but I think this shit is dope. What, what makes these battles fire for me are not only that they're split up. Some of them are artists versus artists, and some of them are songwriter versus songwriter. And that's where you get the surprise. Oh, shit. I didn't know he did that. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. He did that. Damn it, nigga. Caught, like, you got the big surprises. Uh, the element of surprise is big. That's an underrated aspect of this to me is when you when they play joints that you didn't know they were behind. That's fire, dude. And that, and people are showing their talents. You know what I'm saying? Jonte Austin, he's showing joints that he wrote hella years ago that nobody knew about. I didn't Man. even know who Jonte Austin was before this battle. You know what I'm saying? See, I, I I knew he had a little bit of a solo career fucking with Jermaine yeah. Dupree, but it didn't really go nowhere. He really been behind the scenes, obviously, this whole time. But so I remember him from the solo song, and I knew he worked with Jermaine Dupree, but I didn't have a clue that he fucking wrote Tyrese uh, Bang. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Sweet lady, but <laughs> So that I think the songwriter aspect of because yeah, you can do you can take a, two rappers and they bat and they go at each other's songs. That I mean that's cool, that's hard. You can take two producers and for the most part you'll know what's about to come next. You know what I'm saying? But when you got the songwriters, it's like damn what this nigga finna play next. Like nigga, he played that Aaliyah joint <laughs> off of next Friday soundtrack. I said, Man, this nigga cold. Like I was like, damn. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, he oh, did whatever soundtrack that was. He's probably had one of the better performances. And like you said, I didn't know that much about it. Um, I think one of the things that we're going to talk about, <clears throat> that's what we enjoyed on it. We'll talk about what ruins it. Just mm. to turn the page a little bit. People, and, and you hit a little bit on this with the Jess Blaze and the um, uh, Swiss Beats. Mm. I think that the reason that we didn't see more after that because it was dope is people couldn't figure out how to monetize it. 
You know what I mean? Like you got to deal with the labels and paying them to play the songs. Like you got to license those songs. A lot of people don't know. Like you have to license those songs. Yeah. Like clubs pay a bill each year to play the clubs and bars and restaurants. Like they have to pay to play the music even in the background in those establishments. So you can't just play songs that are owned for free. Yeah. That's one thing about it. But my point about all of this is my biggest problem is people trying to capitalize off of it and trying to figure out how to make a buck. And I'm going to uh, say Teddy Riley's name in that. I think if you just show up, do what you love, quit trying to figure out, hey, do we need to add judges? Do we need to charge for admission? Are the labels going to charge for songs? It's like, go do it. Do it out of love. And I feel like the bag will come from it. Because yeah. one of the best things, one of the things that I've enjoyed the most when I've seen the Matty Fresh, even Swiss, every time that he does it, like, they so excited. Yeah, T Pain, like oh, they were so excited just being in a bag, being creative, playing their hits, and I think once we start adding judges, and now you got to pay a dollar to get in, like that, that just take away from it. Now people are a little bit more skeptical of it, and as it just adds another element to it when you're trying to monetize it and make it. And, I mean, it's a capitalistic society, so that's what we get, but that make it nasty. Yeah, it's it's tough when you go from no cost to now you charge. It's much harder to do that than to go from charging just out the gate and then going, you know, going back down to nothing. That's a lot of an easier transition. But um, I will say, bro, it's two hundred and eighty thousand people watching, fam. You have to figure out a way to capitalize. You, like, you have to, bro. Like you can't just be out here. And I'm not saying it has to happen tomorrow. And the rumors are that Teddy Riley is trying to, you know, charge ten or charge a dollar. Trying to make it a WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the rumor. Like, we don't know that to be for sure. Well, I, you're right. You do have to capitalize off of it, but bro, that's two hundred and fifty thousand people. Like, I don't have to figure out how to make money from them. They just have to remember my name. Like the dude, what's his name? What you just say his name was? The Who? songwriter. Oh, Jonte Austin. Like him, like he got a brand new, whole different brand now for people like me that didn't know who he was. Know he got a little swag now. He put on a good show. Yeah. I feel like if you worry about putting on a good show, playing good music, the money is gonna come from this. It may not come from the actual event. But just like we figure it out in hip-hop, all the other ways, there are different ways to monetize stuff with merchandise, advertisements, some type of way on the back end. But you ain't got to charge, niggas. I just don't I don't think that that's a, a good game plan. And even in the beginning, just think about this. If you, in the beginning, heard the Swiss and uh, Just Blaze were battling, but they wanted five, like, you're not paying for that. Like, it may be worth it, and it may be cool, or you may even pay for it, but the, the Friends fan, the Own Defense yeah. fan, they're not doing that. So I think you got to do it for free, keep it for free, and just figure out how to make You pay your marketing team and your business people to how to make money on the back end. So make your money on the back end. Don't try to charge people for this. Yeah, it reminds me of the movie The Social Network when yeah. about Facebook when Mark Zuckerberg was trying to keep it ad-free. And his homie that was putting the money up for it was like, hey, we got to figure out a way to monetize. He was like, yo, when you do that, when you put them ads up, it's not cool no more. Like, we got the cool factor. Like, we got to yeah. ride that and the paper will come. Yeah. And that's what they still have. You, That's a great point. They they have the cool factor now. It's cool now to see Swiss and Tim battling and Drake commenting and Charlemagne commenting and yep. people joking in the comments back and forth. Like, that's cool. But I just don't think that it's cool enough to charge niggas for. <laughs> but, you, but you know, what's the name charging people? See, that's this the thing. If you're going to charge, then num two things. Number one, you need to come out the gate and do that. And two, you have to make it worth people's while. And Erica Badu has been charging for her online shows. True. 
true. But they, and and I you're heard right. they fired too, though. I heard they were fired. I think they're like a dollar. Yes, yeah, which is cool. And you're absolutely right about charging from the beginning, though. Because Erica Badu now she got the a precedent said, "Well, hey, it's a dollar." People like ain't looking at that like it's a big deal. But we know what Erica Badu does. We know her. Um, we know her song history. We know how she puts on a performance. I say that to say people are not familiar with what a beat battle is, what they're going to be doing. So I don't think that's why you can charge mm. in the beginning. Like you know, people that are in the in the in the weeds with it, like you or me, we know what's going to be going on there. But you ask. Uh, someone's girl or you know just a friend's rap fan their mom they're like oh a beat battle what do you mean they're gonna be just playing instrumentals like what's going on so it's gonna be hard to get money out of them like erica Badu, on the other hand it's already a proven thing what she's doing and uh, and so if we looked at the battles i know we've referenced a couple of them i'm looking at the big the five major ones i'm excluding once they got the format down, so excluding the initial one, which is Swizz versus Timbaland, excluding that one, and excluding the ones that nobody cares about, like Tory Lanez versus French Montana, and Bobby oh, V bro. versus Pleasure P. Nobody cares about those. Man, Bobby V was so mad, y'all, with the, y'all dissing his battle. He <laughs> big boy, man. He, he put on a, uh, he put on an African. Oh, my God. <laughs> he put on a whole tofu or whatever you call that thing. What that uh, is. To let y'all niggas know he was mad. Kofi. Had the Kofi on. Yeah, he had the Kofi on. If you look at the five, if you look at Hip Boy, Boy Wanda, Scott Storch, Manny Fresh, Dream, Sean Garrett, T-Pain, Lil Jon, Jonte Austin, Neo, which one of those was your favorite so far? My favorite one was uh, Hip Boy and Boy Wanda. Mm. Uh, I think that uh, Boy Wanda did a great job in entertaining like his... His demeanor, his yeah. little snarky, like, comebacks and shit, like, that's funny to me. Like, I think he did a perfect job in not being too disrespectful, like Matty Fresh. And, <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? And and, and being tuned in. So I, that was my favorite one, just with the mixture of songs and, and the two guys that were in. And I think Hit Boy kind of, if he had it to do again, would have had a better set list. He started getting his feet up on him at the end. There yeah. it was a lot more entertaining. And I think he an entertaining dude too. Like he ain't one of those dudes where um it came off. Like he he a real L.A. nigga. It seemed like it yeah. came off like a L.A. nigga. He ain't really with all the politics. Uh, that boy Wonder has going on, but he wasn't disrespectful about it. I like their chemistry together. So I'm gonna say that one was my favorite. Which one was yours? Yeah, if I had to go favorite, I would say Jonte Austin and Neo. Mainly because that's the one I expected the least from. Like I said before, Jonte Austin, not a household name like it. And most prolific songwriters that are behind the scenes aren't household names like that. And, and you're an R&B guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I, I knew Neo had some shit or whatnot. But this is the one I was expecting the least from, and they showed out. Um, they were talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like It was one point. This is probably the best shit talking of all of the the battles when Neo played. I think he played Let Me Love You by Mario or something like that that he wrote. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and, and Jonte also was like, nah, that was good. That was good, man. That that broke a, if I'm not mistaken, man, that broke a lot of records. Uh, most consecutive, da da da. He done name dropped the facts and Neo, like, yep, yep. He pulled up the Wikipedia page, huh? Yeah, clearly. He said, yeah, nah, that was, that was the longest running, da 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 da. Until this nigga here play on that Mariah Carey, we belong together. <laughs> oh, man, <this> <laughs> I was like, he talking big boy shit, nigga. So that that was funny to me for those reasons. It, I 
I didn't expect that much heat to be played and that specific heat to be played. Going in not knowing is the best. Like I don't I don't want to hear who's about to battle and then go look up their greatest hits. Like that's gonna throw it off for me. Mm. I want to go in not knowing shit, and and that was the one for me. I had I had a very good time with that. That was a classic. The not knowing is a good factor, but I think that's why the twenty song rule is a good thing. Like you mm. can't just go all catalog. Give me the, your best twenty, and that way you got to add some strategic thought processes yep. to it as to what songs you're gonna play and where. Uh, but I don't want to give away all of that intellectual property that I've came up with for these <laughs> battles. So <laughs> I, I do think that that's a good idea. Like the twenty songs, though. What's your uh? What was your least favorite so far? Uh, Sean Garrett, drunk ass. Yeah, that's a fact. I got him as my. He in last place. He blew it, dog. And what from what I'm hearing, uh, Sean Garrett is is kind of like a black sheep in the industry. Mm. And for him to have two hundred thousand people in there and like literally piss it down your leg because you're drunk, yeah, I guess that's that 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 gives people reason precedent to be like, that's why I don't fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's probably a lot of people in that room was like, man, Sean Garrett is talented, but look at this nigga. Yeah. Like, you yeah, you just can't do that. You man. auditioning, just, man. You auditioning. Yeah. The whole world is looking There's at you. 100,000 well, people in here, yeah, dude. Bro, you tripping. He tripping, you bro. drunk. Making like, them goofy-ass faces. <laughs> Niggas was hitting his line and everything. Like, bro, straighten up, my nigga. Like, what and you, you battling like a, a big dog. Like, Dream ain't no, like, he's not a slouch. He ain't no nigga that you gonna take lightly at all. Yeah. He and blew that. Bullshit. That was my least favorite performance, 100%. Yeah, that was my least favorite, too, man. Random as hell. I seen Dream and Dick Sporting Goods one time in Alpharetta. Shit was random as hell. <laughs> was buying a tech fleece Nike suit, man. Um... <laughs> uh, Another, I would say, questionable performance is I don't think Manny Fresh knew that Scott Storch really don't play like that. <laughs> and I ain't saying that Scott Storch no beast or nothing like that, but that nigga was joking about the man, like, losing all his money. Like, New Orleans joking and other people joking is totally different. And Manny Fresh is one, like, New Orleans. And, like, they type of jokes, like, they going for the jugular. And I just, I don't think Scott Storch was ready for that, man. He really was ready to hang up and call him on the other line and be like, hey, bro, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up, my nigga? Hey, I see. He was hitting him below the belt. He was. Like, that little clip that he made about, like, snorting away all his money, like, yeah, that, was that was wild. Hey, he had for real deal big-timer skits, nigga, like throwback man, skits. Wild, dude. And I he put Scott that together. was like, what the what fuck? It? Yeah, that. <laughs> There was some, some below-the-belt shots, but it's a battle, though. Think of how, We just it talked is. about a rap battle a couple of episodes ago where dude had dude baby mama chewing somebody mm -hmm. up on his phone. Like, bro, like, mm -hmm. it's, we have to look at it like how they do the rap battles, bro. Like, it, it ain't no rules, bro. Like, fuck. That's true. That's true, but I don't think Scott was prepared for that. He just oh, didn't know that. Did. <laughs> Man, he didn't know that. That was coming. He just wanted but to play yeah. some beats, dude. Yeah, I, I just came to play my songs, dog. You just, dog, you dissing uh, me and shit. But uh, that made it funny. And I think you're right, though. That adds another element of entertainment to it. And it ain't like these niggas going to get to fighting or nothing. They ain't in the same right. So I'm here for it. That's why I want to see each other for at least three months. At least three months. <laughs> I want to see some artists that don't like each other do this. I want to see Gucci, man. I want to see Gucci and Jeezy. Like, <laughs> like that. <would> be... <laughs> 
They might just get to talking and they won't even play no records. They're going to have to hang up. Yeah, they're going to have to hang up. That's funny right there. I, I but, will say I had that as my – so that was my fourth as well. Scott Storage versus Manny, that was four. I had Hip Boy and Boy Wonder three, and I had T-Pain and LeJohn two. Um, I thought that was thoroughly entertaining. T-Pain and uh, LeJohn, yeah, that was. That was my second one. That was I had I had them as two, and then I had the uh, – of course, Sean Garrett last and Chante third. Who you had just because one? I, my number one one was um, who I was just talking about. Oh, you said Hit Boy. Yeah, that was that was my favorite one. Boy Wonder Hit Boy. Yeah. Just because I like what one the snarky little attitude. That was some funny shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting off on him. He's uh, like, oh T- yeah, that's cool, bro. That's cool. That's cool, bro. The, the Canada accent, accent. <laughs> it was killing me, dude. Oh uh, yeah, that's a nice song, bro. <laughs> nice song, eh? <laughs> nigga sound like they on far ago. Hey, nigga, the the T Pain shit. T Pain was a slick starstruck though. He slick was, but T Pain's entertaining as hell anyway. He's he silly. was yeah. definitely starstruck though. But Lil John is a nigga to be starstruck by. The niggas didn't know Lil John had that heat like that. Shit. Some niggas didn't know that when Lil John playing that international EDM shit. You're like, whoa, what? Oh, uh, well, I, okay, just, I forgot about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas thinking he just. Crunk music and, and shots, 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 shots. That record was stupid. That record was big though. They played some yeah, big. They, they were really flexing. Like yeah, I was. said this on the on the recap. I thought LeJohn slick washed them, but I thought I thought he had them fourteen six. But they were both playing some bangers <clears> though. Like I ain't even gonna lie. I can't. I ain't gonna front. They. Were I had Manny Fresh winning that. And the reason being, I don't think that LeJohn read the room correctly. Like he playing all that international shit. I hadn't. It was two, three songs I hadn't even ever heard. And then Manny Fresh playing a hood classic that everybody You mean T Pain? Excuse me, yeah, T Pain. Excuse me. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, T Pain. Yeah. Yeah. If T Pain playing something that more people know and gonna sing with, I'm gonna get it around to him. If if we had a crowd to react to it. If that's I'm, one of the things. That's the thing about. though. Like and I, I think this would this is where they need to switch up the format just a little bit. I think that because LeJohn had the advantage of going second. And you can always play off of what the first person played. So if or they should, if, or they should categorize it, but that's, that's another tough, story. Hey, that's why I got a whole plan for it. Listen, uh, <laughs> categorizing it would be dope. I think that way you kind of it don't matter who goes first, but you can flip a coin each round too. That's see, but see, that's what, that'll take too long. They need to they need to have the first ten somebody go the same person go first, and then the last ten somebody go first. They just do it like that, or or, or a snake. You know what I'm saying? Like like you in a draft or something. That could work. That could work that way. But I I like the fact that um I think that they kind of produced it a little bit. If you're trying to charge for it, now we're doing it like we're doing it now, running for free running. But like you were saying, if Teddy Riley trying to do the thing, coming up with categories, maybe even giving guys two days to put the songs together and curate the list and things, then you can start to monetize it that way. Teddy Riley, his net worth is three million dollars, which blew me the fuck away. That was that's <laughs> unbelievable, thought, dude. You thought he was gonna be like Diddy numbers? I thought he was think, at least. What did you think he was at? Fifty? Yeah, I did say thirty. You asking the group said I said twenty to thirty. Three? I was surprised. I was surprised at three as well. Babyface had like two fifty, dude. Like Babyface is a monster, though. So is like, Teddy Riley, is he not? He's a writing monster. Like, okay. I, I, I don't know that there's a Riley Records. There is a LaFace Records, though. <laughs> and there were a lot of good artists that came off LaFace Records. And Babyface was raping them niggas. Ask T.I. 
So yeah, Teddy Riley was I, on I, Love I, and Hip Hop not too long ago too. That let me I know see, something scary. Yeah, yeah, you knew it was up there, but I didn't even know that. Before you looked, you should have knew that. That's true. I didn't even know that nigga was on Love and Hip Hop, and his daughter lived out here. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think she Ryan. was on Love and Hip Hop. I think she was dating. Yeah, Soulja okay, Boy. that's why. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he, she was. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was a thing a while ago. Neil Riley and Soulja Boy. Now we spoke about a little bit earlier. Two Chains making challenges, man. It, I'm hiding my boy for this. Do you want to see Two Chains and me? Do that make sense? Hell no, man. That's a layup for Two Chains, man. Mm. First of all, I don't think that I like Meek Mill. I think he, what he's doing is commendable with the prison reform stuff. But I, I 100% do not think that he's an entertaining person. So him trying to hold this battle and do this, no way. Yeah, that, he could yeah, that, be the type that, of nigga that'll ruin this whole thing. He would do something to ruin it for everybody. Yeah. So I, I one don't think that Meek is set up for this. He ain't the type. We seen him in the battle with Drake. Like yeah, that, yeah, he ain't what built it looked like. He ain't built for this type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and let him go to the studio and yell on his own. Yeah. So I'm I'm really hot at my boy Two Chains for trying to pick that low hanging fruit like that. He should have went out the big dog. Snoop responded to him too and let him know that they he didn't want to. He didn't want this Snoop smoke, and yeah. not a lot of people do though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was disappointed in Two Chains. Did you ask me who I would rather see him go against, or did you ask how? Now I'm, I'm gonna tell you who Swiss said he should go against because Swiss commented on this. What he say? He said he should go against Gucci. Nah, he ain't got enough heat for Gucci. If what? we talk about mixing, nah, he ain't got no. He ain't got like that. Ain't his like that'll be like two chains trying to step out in the street fight. Cause what Gucci gonna do is play all the mixtape hits that he got. And, and nah, chains, that, that's, that's, that's not gonna hits. hit, bro. That's not gonna hit. Man, that's not right. gonna he hit. He ain't gonna hit for you. Nah, that's not. It's not gonna he hit for the majority of two hundred and seventy thousand people watching. Fam, two chains ain't got nothing for that first day out. <laughs> Say, what is that? Oh, that's what I'm saying. You don't know nothing about that. Oh my God. That's a national anthem for Gucci Man fans. And probably Atlanta people. That first day out, like, do you know that because of first day out, now when rappers get out of jail, they make first day out songs? That's because of Gucci Man. That's fair. Like, two chains. No, that's fair. That. Two chains need somebody like. Mm. Two chains and Ross could go back and forth. Don't be di- now. You want to talk about this? <laughs> we talking about big. Ross got album cuts. He ain't got enough hits to go with two. Well, he he may have just enough hits to go with two chains. I don't two think two chains got enough good hits good to go with him. And, and we count features. That's the that's what you got to do. We gotta okay, count we count features. Now, then Meek may have a chance if we count features. Yeah, for it's sure. We count shit features. With Drake or something. I don't know. I think somebody somebody really need to get on there and do a B sides challenge. When they ain't doing no hits, mm-hmm. we doing all our hottest B side songs. So some shit like that. Just add different twist to it. That way, like you said, it still has that element of surprise there. I think but, uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say I think they should do label. I think somebody should do label versus label. What would you want to see? Like T D E versus Dreamville, mm. No Limit Cash Money, something of that nature. Rough Riders and this part. Like I think that'd be kind of dope. Who would you think wins that? Oh, nobody wants to see Bad Boy. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller? Nobody would want to see Bad Boy. So here's the thing, though. Can you include Rock Nation in Rockefeller? Because nah, then you get Rihanna. Because then would nobody want to see that. Because <laughs> then you get Rihanna and yeah, you got a hold of the bag right there. It's over when they do that. Hey, cash money. That should be hard. Tell me, you can't tell me the cash money can't compete with Bad Boy if I got Drake, the Hot Boys, Nicki, Wayne, Juvie in his prime. Like, uh, yeah, if you count him. Young Money cash money, then yeah, they they yeah, might. Yeah. I'm talking about the whole cash money imprint. They wow. might be at the hardest thing rolling, from Hot Boys to Drake, 
if I got that catalog to choose from, it's hard for somebody to beat me. That, now, that's a fact. <laughs> so Baby Mike can set this whole shit down. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, I think somebody said, that, I think this might have been in a group chat, Usher versus Chris Brown, that might be kind of dope too, though. That'll be all right. That'll be some high. I wish R. Kelly didn't have allegations, but he'll bring anybody to the door. That I was just about to say. If, one if person. R, if, if R. Kelly could compete in this, like that, I don't think nobody want to see him. Nah, that would be. Counting the shit that he counted. wrote. Wrote and did. Nah, it's over. It's canceled. They tried to um. <laughs> they tried to get Jermaine Dupri, and Jermaine Dupri wasn't going. That would be disrespectful to Jermaine Dupri. I understand him, though. I listened to uh, the T.I. podcast. That was Jermaine Dupri, it was. He he, I think that he thought that people were being disrespectful by by trying to even pair him with who they were pairing him with. Mm-hmm. Like you got to put him in there with big. I think that he feels like that. You saying like Teddy Riley, Quincy Jones, Babyface, That's Jermaine what? Dupree, Puff Daddy. Like, Get, Jermaine Dupree got to quit smoking whatever the fuck he's smoking. <laughs> if he think Quincy Jones, the nigga don't nobody want to see. Nah, nobody want to see Quincy. But he's old, though. He can't do this. That's get his true. daughter or something to do it. Son or something. But Jermaine Dupri was, they were trying to pair him with Trackmasters. Yeah, see, that's disrespectful. Steve Stout said Trackmasters would have washed him. Steve Stout smokes dope. <laughs> he got to. Like, Jermaine, that's, that's crazy. Tell my Trackmasters, what they, tell, give me, give me, uh, what Fiesta? pocket they going to be in? They going to be in what, the, the Rockefeller pocket? Is that going to be they like, big dog? Like, is that they Beyonce? Trackmasters, Rockefeller. Um, it's. Or is it another era that I'm missing? Nah, well, yeah, yeah, nah. They, they late '90s, early 2000s. And Jermaine Dupree, I, I think Jermaine Dupree got it because I don't know what track. They may, and I may be wrong, but what they got for Escape and Usher? Wow, that now that's they did. They did some shit on Mary J. Mm-hmm. Don't end my life. They did shit on Big first album. Ain't Faith nobody Evans. Okay. They got some shit now. There's... Ain't nobody mentioned the Hitman. Why ain't nobody mentioned them? I mean, because that's... Eh, they got some shit too, though. They got crack, no? No, nah, they got crack. Um, Trackmasters did shit on R. Kelly shit, Method Man shit, 50, Noriega. They got some shit now. SDE, TP2.com. They got some shit. So they might, so, they might Destiny's Child. They, you might okay, be sleeping, so yeah, and might, this might be a good right, matchup. Yeah, that might be a good one. Jermaine Dupri just don't like being mentioned with them niggas. It seems like. Tell me, what artist would you like to see? Like, what would be the, the what's prime time Sunday night eight o'clock for you? If you could have anyone, ideally. Prime time. This, this is my dream matchup. Uh huh. But well, this is producer though. This ain't artist though. Okay. Oh, you from some Timbaland shit? You nah, an artist nah, nah, too. If and and Joe Budden made a really good suggestion. He said there needs to be levels. Okay. Because everybody doesn't have 20 hits. That, that That's tough to do. Then they shouldn't be in this. No, well, no. Then you could, <laughs> you could, listen, you could have an undercard. Mm. That could be a 10 okay. hit joint. You could do a 10 for 10. Peep this lineup. You could have the undercard, like maybe a Metro Boomin versus Mike Will. Okay. That's a 10 10. And then for the headliners, Kanye and Pharrell, 20 for 20. I'm paying top dollar tomorrow. What, what's mm. the price? Take my fucking money. I'm ordering it like it's pay-per-view, dude, and I'm watching that shit. Count me Kanye in with real. the undercard and the main event joint. Kanye for real. That's, That's it. Those are the only two that can face each other because other than that, Pharrell ain't got no competition. Other than that, Kanye ain't got no competition. You know what would be ideal for me? Just because I feel like that this was like one of the my favorite eras of music. And I don't know who the competition would be, but I just feel like the the setup would be fire. Mm. 
if you did the mixtape DJs and you had drama versus somebody. Ooh. Give me all my mixtape hits from all the artists. You take all your mixtape. I don't know who the other mixtape gods was back when drama was doing this thing, so it might not be fair. Yeah. If you get somebody to do their mixtape series and get your mixtape series, kind of all the artists was doing them back then. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be tough, it, but it could be done, though. It'll be tough, but you hit them with some of them little known verses that, like, or yeah. some of that dope ass shit that a lot of people ain't on. I think that'll be fire. Hey, and real quick, that I, I like that about Hit Boy and them shit. They played exclusive shit. I thought that was dope. Exactly. They that'll broke a couple dudes. That was fire. The Dream played um, his reference track of the, of the Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake joint. That was kind of dope. That was yeah. a smooth flex. Stuff like that is dope. And shout out to Tidal, too, because they've been putting these battles up on their playlist like almost immediately after that shit over with. They should have been fire. What about Nelly and Ja Rule? What about it? Winning. <laughs> ja Rule, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Who's winning? The Nelly disrespect has to stop on this podcast. Who's winning? Point, Nelly Washington, slick. I'm trying to think <laughs> who else Nelly could go against. Really, they had the same song and shit. Who can 50 go against? What if it's G-Universe Dipset? That would be fire. G-Universe Dipset would be some good shit. You get 50. And, and look, you got 50 and Cam on that's the IG Live. Oh, my God. <laughs> That break that ought to break the the record five hundred six hundred thousand because that's gonna be the funniest. Them niggas shit would be talking that, so. Oh much. my god, that would be the funniest shit that you see in this decade. And it's just twenty twenty. Cam and Fifty on IG Live going back and forth with the Dipset and uh, G Unit thing. Bro, go. If Swiss put that, Jesus. Up, if he if he, I pay. That I would pay tomorrow. This I pay to see that. Get, That's take must see TV. Take though. my fourteen ninety nine tomorrow. Get it Yo. on TV. I'm streaming that. Let's run it. I want to see fifty and Cam Dipset G Unit. God, that would be good. Man, That's that the dream matchup, man. God, that would be that would be great. Y'all let us that know what y'all good. think, man. Hit us up on Facebook in the rap chat. Hit us up on Instagram at On Deck TV Podcast. What are some of your dream matchups? Who would you want to see? That's the big question. Before we get out of here, man, let's go to some winners and some losers. Um, I've got a W to the streaming platform, Quibi. Um, it debuted this week. New shows include Punked with Chance the Rapper and Skirt with Offset. Not to mention, Drake has a new show, 48 Laws of Power, coming soon to Quibi as well. Are you checking Quibi out this week? <laughs> I've heard a lot about Quibi, man. I am going to check that out. I ain't paying that. Do they get a free trial or whatever? I ain't paying that four ninety nine for one, though. Yeah, free 90-day trial. Uh, you signed up already? I have not. I'm waiting till that Drake sh- uh, show drops. Please um, believe for, that. And for people that don't know, Quibi is a, the app is 10 minutes. Everything is 10 minutes, and it's meant to watch on your smartphone. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, Quibi is short for Quick Bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm looking, to see. I'm looking forward to that. I'm copying. Absolutely, man. We are passing out an L to producer Young Chop. Um, the I Don't Like producer has been dissing several artists on IG, including 21 Savage, Meek Mill, and Lil Wayne. He was also recently shot at. <laughs> I don't know if that's, this is related to the disses. What's up with your man, Young Chop? I don't know what's going on with dude, man. He looks like he needs some help. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, with all those people, I think French Montana said he needs some uh, psychiatric help because he said something about French, too. Yep. And I tend to believe that, man. Like, I see him on IG pouring six bags of cereal in a grocery bag and eating out of that. I mean, 
chips, six bags of chips in one bag and eating none of that, like just being fat and nasty, breathing all hard and shit, look like, ugh, something wrong with him, man, like I just believe something wrong with him, man, I don't even believe the nigga got shot when he was down here, but if he did, I could see why, because he being real disrespectful on IG Live, I think he's taking a page out your man's book, Takashi, yeah. but it ain't gonna end the same way for him if he keep playing. Yeah, listen, this guy, remember he was the one who produced Chief Keef, that's that shit I don't like, and when Kanye took it and kind of remixed it, he came out and said that he didn't like that Kanye took his shit and remixed it like how he did. So he's always been outspoken. He's been an idiot. I don't know yeah. what the fuck he's on now. Like, he's always been outspoken, but now he's just taking it to level 20, dude. He's super bored in the quarantine. Everybody can't be quarantined. Everybody can't handle this shit, dude. Some people need to be out here active doing shit or they get to doing goofy shit like what he on right now. Mm. He tripping. Oh my goodness. Um uh, handing out a W lastly to Nick Cannon. He released a trailer for the Nipsey Hustle uh Dr. Sebi documentary. Says the full documentary is coming soon. Are you checking for it? Absolutely. I yeah. definitely am checking that out, man. I can't wait till it drops up. Shout out to Nick Cannon for that, man. He always doing big moves in the in the production shit. Yeah, Nick Cannon, he cooking, and he said he gave his word that he was going to take that baton that Nipsey started with the documentary and finish the race with it. So it was good to see he bought his word, man. And the trailer looked dope, too. I'm, I'm definitely checking for that. I'm in, there like, I'm in there like swim where. That's a fact, man. We have an on-decker of the week. We are going to Patreon. Shout out Maurice Hunt. He commented and said, What's up, Spike Lou and AB? Have y'all thought about doing a top 10 album covers list on a Wednesday episode? I've listened to 90% of the pod with exceptions to the old stream that I couldn't find. And I don't think I've heard y'all do a list like that. Shout out to Maurice Hunt, man. He is a Patreon subscriber. Good looking. We appreciate you, brother. We have not done a top 10 albums cover episode and that is one that we'd have to put together and cultivate for real when we get back in the studio. Because I think that would yeah. be cool. <clears throat> we need some visuals with that shit. That will be dope. I got to think of 10 album covers that I like. Man, you know the one that jumps out to me? It, there's two that jump out to me randomly. What's that? Is Mine's look Kim Hardcore. Okay, there's three that jump out to me <laughs> randomly. That's number one. Um, Masterpiece Last Dawn that was a hologram the hologram on there yeah, I, I always thought that. that was cool as fuck it might have been because I was a teenager when they came out and little shit like that impressed me but I thought that was a cool hologram and I'm gonna keep it no limit I thought C. Murder's Life or Death cover was dope where half of him was alive and the other half was dead I thought that was a, a very interesting cover that that stuck with me too I like um, the uh, I like the, the ghetto dope I like the, I, I remember liking ghetto dope mm. and Greenway, you remember they made those differently? It wasn't a plastic CD case. It was like the hard colored. Yeah, it was plastic. full color. It was clear, you know, yeah. Like I, I remember standing out. It was a mean green. It was like it with no limit. So yep. those are a couple that I remember uh, as far as off the off the whim. Equiminize, I like that one a lot. Mm. Yeah, that's all out there. <clears throat> and we need to take it back, not just the covers, but the whole joint, though. You know what I'm saying? Like when you open them up, that's what that's what made AT Aliens dope because it was like a a comic book. I don't yeah, know if you remember book. that. That yeah, might be before your time. Yeah. He might not have been out the house. I probably got you on that. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably what happened. <laughs> but shout out to Maurice Hunt, man. We'll definitely be putting that together for show. Uh, speaking of put me on, man. man. You got something to put me on now? I need it too, man. God damn. Tell me something good. Binge worthy TV. That's all I'm putting you on. 
I'm putting I started Fargo season two and finished that in two days. Good recommendation by you. So you guys check that out. Uh, but bingeable TV. Uh, that's what I'm on series. Okay. Fargo. I just finished and I'm starting up. I actually started snowfall again. I'll get some snow school sessions crack and see what I can figure out for some episodes for those people. But I start back looking at snowfall too. So binge worthy TV dramas. That's what I'm putting people on. Y'all put me on some of them too. Absolutely. Um, two things real quick. First, I got to put you on to shout out to our people over at um, Full Sport Press. Monday through Friday, they're jumping on IG Live daily, and they're doing daily content. Very dope shit. I was just on um, today. You guys will be checking it out on Wednesday. Um, they were talking NFC North uh, offseason grade. So, you know, my Packers got an A-plus, of course. Um, so, y'all check out that. And... <clears throat> I've got NFC to get a East this week too. I'm there. Ah, uh, you know, my care about that though. Um, yeah, throw that star up. Uh, also, of course, it's it's some bingeable shit. I watched the <clears throat> Who Killed Malcolm X on Netflix. Fire, nigga. Really? I got one episode in. I cut that shit off. I, what? I, I, was just, I wasn't paying attention really. That's what it was. I ain't gonna say it was bad, but I was like 20 minutes in. I like I couldn't. I wasn't in the space to watch it right then. That's I'm fair. Back on that. That motherfucker is fire. That's why I got on glasses now. I'm oh Animal X from here on out. You went and watched the movie and everything. You ain't gonna tell the people that you start back eating meat. Just I did. hold that from them. You told I, the I did that. start back eating meat. Wing Wednesdays coming to IG soon. You always been eating meat. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, let the people know that you're not just pulling uh, the eye, the wool over the eyes of the people now. Y'all watch that Who Killed Malcolm X is fucking fire. It made me go and watch the, the damn Denzel joint. Yeah. All eight hours of it. I just started Rich Dad, Poor Dad, too. That book is a classic. Yeah. I've period. Heard so, I've heard great things about it. So I'll let you guys know how that is, too. Absolutely, man. Hey, we appreciate y'all hanging in there with us at On Deck TV Podcast on Instagram. Facebook is the rap chat. Make sure you comment and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Realville. And we will have Patreon content coming soon. This will not stop. We'll just have to do it remote. God damn it. New reviews coming soon. Quarantine life. We own it. Yes, sir. We out. Cute.